Hey guys, just jumping on real quick here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard of it, Anchor is through Spotify. It's one of the easiest ways just to be able to produce a podcast. It's got everything you need in just one place. So Anchor has the tools. It allows you to record, edit, do everything you need to make a podcast right from your phone or your computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcasts on different platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many different more. It's an awesome tool. I love using it. I've been using it for a little bit now. And the cool thing about it is it's absolutely free. So if you're interested in starting up a podcast, if you're interested in getting involved in podcast work, then download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, so why does the narcissist seem to fight for the marriage or for the relationship at the end of the marriage? Why don't they fight throughout the whole thing? And you see, a lot of times with a narcissist, what happens is as you get closer to the end of the marriage or the end of the relationship, they want to be able to justify what's happened. They want to be able to justify who they are. And this is why. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a narcissist in recovery. I'm working on bringing awareness on this platform of what narcissism is, working with people who struggle with narcissistic traits, and also working with people who've been abused by narcissists. And I'm working on changing my life and getting to the truth, getting to honesty, getting to facts and being able to change my life to be able to help others out there. So this actual concept is stuff that speaks to me because it's been in my life. So as a narcissist, the things that I've struggled with are ones that are very easy to replicate through all other narcissistic relationships. So when my wife and I were having an argument, when it was getting and ramping up to the place that we thought we were at the place we were going to have divorce, um, she would get ready to walk out and I'd be like, no, don't leave. And she would get ready to take her daughter and go back to South Carolina. And it'd be like, please, like, let's work on this. When in my mind, I didn't want to work on it. I hadn't shown that I wanted to work on it. The past five, six, seven, eight years, I hadn't shown that I cared about the marriage at all because I cheated, because I manipulated, because I'd gaslit, because I'd screamed at her, I'd raged, I'd threw stuff, I'd broke stuff, like you name it. I didn't care. But in that last second, as she's getting ready to walk out the door or she's getting ready to say, hey, I'm calling it quits. Like, well, no, let's go get counseling. Like, let's go do this. Let's let's read a book together. Let's talk to our pastor. Let's do X, Y, and Z. And the excuses would come time and time again. And a lot of times this happens in relationships, in toxic relationships where one person has been abused the entire time and then they try to leave and all the other person does is beg for them to stay. A couple reasons why. Sometimes the person is begging for the person to stay. So the narcissist or the toxic person is begging for the other person to stay with hopes that the person still leaves. The reason why is because it fits into their story. It fits into the lie that they're going to tell other people. It fits into the lie of the story they're going to craft to be able to tell other people out there, framing themselves as the victim. Let me tell you why. So you have the person's getting ready to leave. So my wife is getting ready to leave and I'm saying like, no, like, hey, let's work on this. Like, I, I want to work on this. I want us to, to be together. I want us to figure this out. Or she's leaving and I'm saying like, hey, like, let's just, let's go to counseling. Like, that's all we need to do is just figure out this communication. Let's go to counseling. We can figure it out. We can make it better. Okay. The whole time I'm hoping that she doesn't and that she walks out, that she leaves so that I don't have to worry about that. But now I've said those words, I can go to my friends, I can go to my buddies, I can go to the next supply and say, hey, I tried. I asked, I asked my wife to go to counseling and she just walked out. You know, I asked my wife to, to get help and for us to work on our communication and all those issues that we were dealing with. And she said, no, she just gave up. 
that makes me become the victim. That lets me paint it in a light that is victimization so that I can go to someone else, say a sob story, say whatever small, tiny bit of reality is in that, and as a result, be able to get a new supply, be able to get sympathy from other people, be able to slide into someone else's life, and they think, I'm the victim and my wife's the bad guy. That's what people do a lot of times at the end of the relationship. I do think at times there's a slight moment for some people with toxic traits where they will ask for the person to stay at the last moment because in reality they don't want that person to leave. Maybe one, they actually have some, some type of feelings for the person or some type of feelings for the marriage that they want to be able to keep it and they want to be able to hold it, but they don't know how. They don't know how to stop the triggers. They don't know how to stop the lies. They don't know how to stop the manipulation. So as a result, no matter how much they beg, no matter how much a person stays, it's not gonna change because they're not gonna get honest with themselves and actually work to a place of healing and growth. I think more often than that, typically what happens is if they feel that guilt or anything like that, they push it away really fast because they don't wanna actually admit that they feel that. They don't wanna actually admit that they have shame. The, one of the biggest reasons why They'll try to keep that person there as control and ego. It's really one of the two biggest ones. The first one, maybe a little bit, but the next two, control and ego, are probably one of the biggest ones. You see, if you leave, if you leave the person that's abusing you, they lose control. They lose control of your life. They lose control of your emotions. They lose control of how you interact with people. They lose control of isolating you, and they lose control of that supply. Now, you have to remember supply could be good or bad. You could have like positive supply, like someone actually helping you, or you could have bad supply, like blowups and arguments and things like that. Either way, if it puts the narcissist as the number one person in the room, the number one person in their universe, they're gonna still gravitate to that supply. So you could have a marriage that is absolutely awful, like constant arguments, everything like this, and the narcissist doesn't leave because they're still getting supply off of that because they still are in charge, in control, of another person or in charge of the chaos that they're creating. So a lot of times a narcissist won't want someone to leave and will beg at the last minute out of control. The other one is out of ego. They don't wanna look bad. They don't wanna look bad to other people. So you have to say like in a marriage, when a narcissist gets a divorce, they realize like, hey, People at church are going to know, people at my work are going to know, my friends are going to know, like I'm going to be seen as this divorced person and I don't really like that. That's where they're going to spin the story make it look like they're a victim, but they might not like that because their ego, their image. So they got to be able to protect that and they want to protect that by keeping you there. Now, they're not going to admit to anybody else that they're the ones who cheated, that they abused, that they yelled, gaslit, manipulate you. No, they're not going to admit that at all. But they want to be able to protect that ego, still look like the perfect person out there, and still keep you under lock and key under that control. It's something you have to be very careful of, and you have to be very conscious that it's going to happen a lot of times when you get ready to leave your narcissist. They will try to gaslight other people. They will try to lie. They will try to blame shift. They will try to make you out as the bad person. This is a typical tactic that you have to expect it will come. Now, there are times when you leave a narcissist, you ghost, they never come back, okay? That's great. Then you don't have to worry about it. They're gone. They're out of your life. You're safe as long as they're not coming back. So be thankful and move on, okay? Um, but other times, you do have to make a plan of, I'm going to leave. They're probably going to hoover. They're probably going to smear. They're probably going to try to tell a lot of other people that it was all on me. But you have to remember the thing that gets told to everybody else is, 
is not what they did, is not what they, uh, how they acted to you, of how they gaslit, manipulate, abuse, all this type of things. They're going to move on telling people one thing when the truth is still here. Hold tight to the truth. Make sure that you're focused on your growth, your healing. If you have friends that are mutual friends, if they're actually friends of yours, they're going to reach out to you and they're going to ask what's going on. Stay to the truth. That will be the biggest thing that will help other people see the lies, see the manipulation of someone else going on. Okay? But please be careful because anytime you're interacting with a narcissist, there's the possibility of it being dangerous, of it being unsafe. I'm not recommending anything that's going to put you in those situations. Reach out if you need help. Uh, you can go to my website, rawmotivations.com. I've got one-on-ones, sometimes events that are coming up as well, where I talk with people that struggle with narcissistic tendencies, help them to stop the lies, get into therapy and focus on healing and growth. And then I also work with people who struggle with narcissistic abuse and have been in a narcissistic or a toxic relationship where they've been abused or put into a trauma bond and they're trying to figure out how do I break out? How do I learn to love again? How do I value myself again? How do I build up my self-confidence? That's some of the things I do. Uh, if you like what you see here, please subscribe for more and follow me. Thanks so much.